Welcome to another episode of Donder and Scoff. I'm Donder. And I'm Scoff. When we were talking about angry people can be incredibly sweet sometimes and incredibly engaging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just remembering that. So, uh, you know, obviously that's how we we stay involved with an angry person because mm-hmm. they do have these sides to their mm-hmm. personality. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what would you say about these? You know that they have. They also possess this kind of sometimes sweetness to them. You know, in this in the opposition to this um, rage or anger that they also have. I mean, I think one of the main problems with that is the fact that you know it's difficult for people to reconcile those people then do have a dark side because they come across as sweet and innocent and to many of their friends and extended family members so yeah i think it can be difficult when you actually see the ugly side of somebody isn't it but i believe people can be multifaceted in their personalities maybe they do have good good parts about them but it can't in any way compensate for the the real badness that can go down when somebody gets into a bad temper you know that's right exactly it's very important to point out that that's never a reason to um, put up with a bad temper is saying oh but they have such a nice side to them but m- yeah, many yeah, times yeah and so and, and you hear it often but then many times uh you know an angry person could be an incredibly talented person who's very good at things as well as being angry okay absolutely and I, I think I think it can people who are who have got nice side can use it to their advantage to to groom people into relationships and things like that initially and it's, it's quite advantageous that they've got a charm side to them yeah because it can, it can really hoodwink people into believing that Perfect. that's a better side that they're, that's really their true personality you know and that you know this ugly side of them is just something that's you know not worth even giving much air play they're, mm-hmm. they're quite they're going to be quite minimize that part of themselves because they don't like it either you know yeah that's true uh in fact often hide that side of their personality and it's a reason why they move very quickly if in a if in a relationship setting they're going to move super fast so that the other respecting partner does not see that side of their personality um, before they get a chance to get out of the relationship, you know, so the relationship mm-hmm. might move extremely fast mm-hmm. as a result. They do say that though, that that happens, don't they? That there's that early kind of intense bonding period, people like that. I've read that as well, yeah. So, yeah, and so if um, people have been in a situation where they're living with an angry person and they get out, then quite often the problem is with their self-esteem after that because if they've been around Mm -hmm. someone who might have been gaslighting them or making them feel that most of the things were their fault um, they're going to, they don't have a very high um, opinion of themselves Mm -hmm. and their self-esteem might be extremely low and what can they do to build it up again or 
you know, how, because, I mean, they need to get into a different cycle and they need to meet someone who's completely different, not another person who's possibly going to fit the same mold. Um, so changing ourselves mm-hmm. before we meet another person is where it's at, maybe. I don't know about changing ourselves, but changing our boundaries, I think, is, is important mm-hmm. things. And changing the behavior that we're willing to accept. Because it's a huge amount that you can learn from speaking to other people to just yeah. get some perspective on your situation. Because it's often you may be too ashamed or you may just have lost sight or you just don't want to say anything to anybody because you don't want anybody to just lose your friendship. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be quite difficult for people, I think, um, in those sort of relationships to to have friends indeed because a lot of a lot of the classic pattern of, of people in these sort of relationships are that they can start to sabotage the, the extended relationships that the person that they're being a baby abusive to has which is another yes. sort of sad sort of repercussion of these types of relationships isn't it but yeah i mean i guess it's worth thinking about Yes, exactly. I think that's a good point that um, that basically um, it's changing boundaries and saying what you're going to accept and not accept is a big one. And for me, it took it might take quite a while to um, to, fit, to change those boundaries and to know that. Um, well, in a way, setting the boundaries, you need to value yourself in order to mm-hmm. set the boundaries that say what you're going to accept or not accept. So That's true. in a way, you do have to change yourself in a, because uh, up until then, you've accepted, you've let quite a few things go um, in the interest of keeping the peace. And then suddenly you need to find value in yourself and what you believe that you're worth and what you deserve um yes which is a change because until then you've been putting that on ice let's face it you've not been thinking about what you deserve at at any time during a relationship like that's lost your limits Uh uh-huh the one we're talking about exactly so um so then readjusting and and saying okay look actually i deserve better than this and this is why because you know, I actually love who I am, and so I was on a retreat. <laughs> yeah. I would never, I would never say that. I would never say that. But um, I've just been on a retreat, and um, it was Matthew Hussey, and he basically has lots of advice for uh, ladies who are uh, dating, etc. Very interesting. And then, so basically, he was saying, imagine that you love yourself in an unconditional way, and we all know unconditional love. Um, and but not in a narcissistic way but what what we want is to kind of have this inside us that we love ourselves unconditionally um like we would a child a parent or in matthew hussey's case a much loved teddy bear absolutely i think that's a good analogy i think it is i think yeah 
because in, in actual fact if we get embroiled if we get embroiled with somebody who's toxic mm-hmm. that person almost, is, almost teaches us not to love ourselves because some of the language that they're using is is going to be very derogatory and it takes a tough person to sometimes extricate themselves from that scenario and as you say then have to focus on some of those acts of self-love mm-hmm. yeah it's almost forbidden mm-hmm. you're allowed to have any kinds of feelings of um, worthiness mm-hmm. uh, which takes a little bit of time to build up again Yes, for sure. In many different arenas, I should think, people would be needing to build it up in lots of different things. It could be hobbies, it could be work, it could be friendships, or lots of thing, areas might need rebuilt, not yeah. just one. Yeah, and that's the other quite interesting thing that they, they uh, brought up in the retreat is um, kind of looking at your um, life as a kind of table and you've got your, your legs under the table and so you really need to spend an equal amount of attention in all areas of your life. You know, you can't, you need balance. Perhaps you're tending to focus too much in one area, like work or then the table is going to tilt. And, you know, and that, and that can make us feel less, um, you know, less worthy of, um, of a healthy relationship as well because we start to feel that our world's a bit tilted and off off mm-hmm. keel off center mm-hmm. um so he's saying that it's important to you know to have your work um your um social connections um that's relationships um and your exercise so your physical mm-hmm. health and mm-hmm. also your mental health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any others? Uh, I mean, I think that those are the main arenas. You know, the main arenas are social, social, occupational, sexual. Those are main. Those are an yeah. So, so your working life, your social life, and your sexual life, and your personal life. Those are kind of the main things. Hmm. So and it is quite difficult when you're juggling many things to forget about one. Um, mm-hmm. That's quite, I think, quite common amongst people. I mean, how can it be that people are are less or more angry nowadays than they were like thirty years ago? I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, do you? No, I think we just didn't know about it. We didn't hear about it. Mm-hmm, maybe. I think it all existed stress everything mm-hmm. um we just know more about it now yeah but I, I mean i'm i'm happy to um look at it this way in a way that you're always moving forwards don't you and yes. not so much dwelling on the past and what's happened in the past i think you're very like that well I think if, if 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 you get yourself into any sort of situation that you don't like, you've got to think of an action plan to get yourself out of it and, and think about the future and imagine yourself in a future that's happy and could be even 
slightly better than what it is no matter what that situation is because there's all, always relationships in your life that you're going to be unhappy with and they're the main things whether it's a boss or a partner mm-hmm. or a friend and they're the main things that are going to be quite large determinants on your happiness so yes it's helpful to either manage those relationships or, or exit from them mm-hmm. i mean in actual fact even neighbors can be very important in people's lives in terms of their support or their, the, the impact that they've got on people. I have to speak to people all the time and they tell me how much a neighbour's impacting on their quality of life, you know? Could so, be a neighbour. Yes, oh my goodness, that that is, that can completely ruin your peace mm-hmm. of mind. And Gosh, yeah. so we've got all these areas that we're trying to, we're all trying to do more in one area. It's, it's just right. the way of it. And I think all we can do is uh, make small improvements each day. And that was something that was massive in the retreat, just saying, you know, 1% shifts is what Matthew, as he would say, but I do believe that it's little small steps always in the right direction. And that will lead to repetitive behavior. And it's the whole thing about, you know, the the path through the jungle or the path through the long grass. Yeah. Um, you know, and you beat it down and slowly there a new path forms and we can follow the path more easily. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's not easy, is it? Making changes and incremental ones are better than nothing. Yeah, and and so valuing ourselves also comes into our friendships too it's not just our romantic relationships um you know it's it's actually our friendships too and that's something that's come up since the retreat i see quite a few people commenting on um the fact that they need to review their friendships ah interesting yeah Hmm. yeah that's worth thinking about too isn't it because it's a form of and a really important type of relationship in a person's life, isn't it? And it could have quite an impact, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have friends that support the way that you're mm-hmm. moving. You know, if you're moving in a direction, then it's That's always good true. to have supportive friends who get what you're trying to do and are going to back you up. Mm. Yeah, and I think, as you were saying earlier, it's one of the strings to your bow if you're, you're trying to get out of a toxic relationship to speak to a friend who's not judgmental and who can really talk through what might be your options and trying yes. to that bad relationship yeah. no matter what type of relationship it could be in. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so I think, I think those things can help. I mean, my area that I need to uh, sort of work on and I'm sure there are many in the light of the lockdown and the pandemic that I need to work on my social connection because I'm not uh, I'm not doing enough of that. I mean, I joined a running club recently to try and make more social connections and that has, well, I mean, I've only been for one night, but it does seem to be working. I definitely made more social connections without a doubt. Instant Good. social connections within half an hour. So Good. I think put yourself out there. I mean, I think work work-wise no I don't think I've got many goals around that I mean yeah I I guess I would like I mean I guess I would like to make more friends yeah yeah 
Uh, I think I feel the same way. I mean, I'm I'm like you. I started an acting class. It's just one small step like that one, and I think that can help you to uh, perhaps make more social connections. Um, I think that's a good good move. And also, this self value thing is to be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself. You know, if you're if you're going to exercise, then do it in a way that you enjoy it. I mean, that's something that I've always been a big advocate of because I obviously had to train quite hard in the past. And I always think that um, if if you're hard on your body, too hard on your body, uh, you're it's, it's not going to thank you because it's not going to want to go back to training. I mean, that's talking about your body as if it's detached from yourself. But, um, you know, you're not, you just don't want to go back if, if, if that happens. But um, if you if you at least you know you're kind and to yourself, do your sport in a nice way so that you enjoy it. Um, I think you've got more of a chance of uh, wanting to go back. And I think that also affects the choice of sport that you do as well. So um, so it could be something really nice like yoga or Pilates, or it could be something that you enjoy doing like playing tennis the first way it links with self-esteem is that it's a proven mood booster research shows that it actually does boost your mood which in turn will boost your self-esteem because the two are connected and also it is a form of self-care if you think about it because you have to actually carve time out of your day to exercise and I think it is it can be a good way of meeting people and it can be a good way of getting perspective in your life when you're in a very deeply embroiled relationship which which you may be finding difficult to get out of it can be helpful to get out of the house and maybe just take some fresh air but I think overall it links in with people's goals of looking after themselves a lot more if that's something that they've lost track of is, is actually looking after their own needs Yes, at carving time out and making the time to do those things that you know are going to make you feel better. And in my case at the moment, well, I really like writing. I enjoy uh-huh. that so much. It makes me feel good. When I get it done, it makes me feel good. I feel like I've achieved something. It's almost like exercise. It's like, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to carve, to set the time aside to write and I feel that the days are just they're whizzing in and I'm not getting enough writing done I really am not it's absolutely it's difficult not to be hard on yourself when you're trying to um to make time for these new things because Uh, but but it's hard because it's a change and it's something new yes um and so you you have to be nice to yourself at that point and remember the kind of the teddy bear and the unconditional love and you're going to say look okay you tried today you did an hour that was that was good mm-hmm. instead of saying i should have done three hours today and i only did 30 minutes true mm-hmm. positive reframe absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, and talk mm-hmm. to yourself in a nice way because i sometimes catch oh, myself yeah. going oh you know you idiot or something and it's just mm-hmm. oh, damage would you speak to your best friend like that? Nobody would, would they? No.
Nobody would say idiot, their best friend, would they? Get in our game, otherwise we're going to be food for the leopard, that kind of thing. Yes, but at the same time, it's important to be compassionate and realise that some of those voices are the voices of a critical parent, a critical peer, a critical teacher, mm. or the family member that has been feeding us some of those exact phrases repeatedly yes. over yes. the years, adult childhood, or in adulthood, or indeed the angry person who's in your life. Yeah. So, and sometimes people aren't actually consciously aware that that's actually they're actually internalising that voice. Yeah, you're kind of shadowing this um, this negative opinion of yourself in yourself, and it's just it's just the worst thing because really you just need to be in your own corner, and it's like a boxing match, and you need to be kind of. Um, giving the water and the support to yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In these yeah. moments, and so yeah. I find myself sometimes I catch myself and go, "Look, it's okay. You've done that." And I kind of say it out loud because I'm mm -hmm. in the practice phase where I'm trying to change that voice inside my head. And so I'll go out loud, "Look, it's not that bad. I'll just need to do it another time." Uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Soften it, soften it. Is 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 a bit like your Matthew Hussey incremental changes. It's like nobody's expecting you to kind of like be sweet, all sweetness and life light overnight. But just making some small changes to to chip it off a bit is is going to help enormously. Exactly. Take the heat out. Because mm -hmm. if I look back in my, at my life in my twenties, I mean, I I think I had a really good time. But if I look mm -hmm. back, I was probably being hard on myself for something. And you just go, why Why didn't I just relax and go with it? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have to be like oh. that to myself. Yeah, I know, totally. You get a different perspective years on. You just suddenly see things for what they really were at the time. Perhaps we'll then move on to talking about negative thoughts next, next time. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, great. Yeah, so thank you for listening. And it's goodbye from Donder. And it's goodbye from Scott. Perspective.